Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. This evening, and thanks for venturing out to Knotts. And I know it's uh, sometimes a little bit of a challenge to get parked, but thank you for making the effort uh, tonight. All the verses are going to come on the screens. And I've been given very strict instructions by Jonathan and Annie to speak into uh, this message and and also uh, to just keep very much an eye on the clock as well. Um, if I can say for those who are part of our great worship, worship sound team, here I had the privilege of, of speaking there a few weeks ago. You're all together lovely, all together all together wonderful to Here I am to worship, here I am to bow here I am to say that you're Wonderful. 
some of us can be, and I'm doing it as well. When on the outside everything looks good, Jan, but internally far away. This is a message that's going to just, you know, um, blow the cobwebs. This is going to be a message that's going to challenge each and every one of us. And even if we feel like we're really pumped and full of God and God's everything, it can stir us on to the more of God, yes? Because what I want to do, I want to just draw a very quick equation on the, well not equation, but just, well I don't know what I'm saying actually, but it'll come clear. I will never good at this, at this stuff, although I like this. place a garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. And uh, I believe that over you. Thank you for Christian for bringing that word. And I want to encourage you, whenever God's spoken to me publicly like this, maybe he's done that for you. The best time, the best thing that I could do is the following day. Get, on my, get him on my own privately and allow God, God to speak to me again and, and just follow that up in my heart. So I want to encourage you if God spoke to you today, which I, I believe he has, don't let it just pass and be a public thing, but actually take it away to your private place tomorrow morning or tonight or whatever it may be. Allow God to speak to me. This is a thing for every single one of us, even like I said, if you feel like you're doing great. You know why this is a message for every one of us? Because we leak. And, and not just do we leak, but we sin. Every one of us, if we say without sin, well, let me just say you deceive yourself. And so the A plus B equals C, you may say, well, what is it? Well, let me just give you A is clean up. Clean up. I want to encourage every one of us to clean up. Now, some of you are teenagers and you've heard mom or dad say, clean up your room. I'm not talking about clean up your room. I'm talking about cleaning up our lives. Now, the reality is you can't clean up your life. Only Jesus can clean up your life. If you've been trying, you'll keep trying. It's only Jesus who can help you to clean up your life. Truly clean up your life. That's my experience. The encounter with Jesus Christ but once we've had an encounter with Jesus Christ, Morgan, there are some things that God says, listen, I will partner with you, but you need to be aware of. You need to be, you know, have your eye on these areas because if you don't, these will be to your detriment. Can I encourage us here tonight to clean up a few things? Let me give them to you. Number one, clean up our motives. If you're taking notes, clean up our motives. What is your motivation? tonight what are you motivated by where are you directed to the Bible says this very clearly in Proverbs 16 verse 2 that motives are weighed by the Lord motives are weighed by the Lord it's like a scale he's able to see beyond the, the, the surface is able to see beyond the exterior and look in the interior world of our lives. That's a scary thought, but he is. And sometimes, can I be honest with you? I'm always honest with you, actually, as a pastor. That's what some people, I think, appreciate of me. My motives have not always been pure. I have to clean them up. God says, clean up your motives. Let me be the priority. It's not about you. Some people's motivation is all about them, how good they look and, 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 how, and how famous they want to be and how, how important they want to be. And, and God sees it all and says, listen to me, listen to me carefully. 
I see it, I weigh it. I want your motivation to be about me. Whatever your motivation is, God has no problem with you being blessed. God has no problem with you getting a career. God has no problem with blessing you with, with possessions, material possessions. But if you are just motivated by things, then your motives have been weighed by the Lord. Does this make sense? God wants us to clean up. Secondly, he wants to clean up our passions. Our passions. Galatians 5 verse 24. Paul said that we should crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. Oh, our our passions. This world is full. It's, It's actually sex craved. Talk about passions. Caroline and I were just walking through the streets of Nottingham just you know, for an hour and just honestly, it was like, wow. I know it's bank holiday weekend, but what are some of the guys and some of the girls on? It's not me being in judgment. It's just, you can see where they're at, the passions. Frankly, we can all have those things that can come to our minds. We have to renew our minds. We have to crucify its flesh. What about our passions for ourselves and mine and me? When it becomes all about me, we've got to crucify that passion for me. God wants it to be about Him. I haven't got time to break all these down. Thirdly, clean up our pursuits. Clean up our pursuits. I'll flick to the next verse at Matthew 6, 33. Chad, the Bible says that we need to be people who seek God first. Can I I encourage everybody to just say this with me? Seek God first. Go on. Seek God first. If you want to know what the key to discipleship and living is just placing him first, front and center in your life. Letting him be your pursuit. Letting him be the one who you pursue and you run after. We need to clean up our pursuits. What are you pursuing? I talk to a lot of young people and they're pursuing all kinds of things. And then I often ask them, where's Jesus in the center of that? Jesus has no problems with you getting on in life. By the way, Jesus has no problem with you becoming a basketballer, Isaac, or a musician, or whatever. That's no problem. But he wants to be the the first front and center in your life. Does that make sense? He's got no problem with you pursuing those things. As long as he is first front and center, the problem is we often forget Jesus whilst we're pursuing those things. We need to clean up. Lastly, can I just give you one more? Lots of things I could say. We need to clean up the grudges in our life. I haven't got this Bible verse. I've just thought about it, Chad, while I was in in, in there. Matthew 5, verse 23 to 24. This is what Jesus says. Let me just read it to you. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and you remember that your brother and sister has something against you, I think it is also in the reverse. You have something against them. Don't offer it. Leave your gift at the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. And then come and offer your gift. You know, there are some things that I've needed to get clean up in my life. And as a pastor, I've really needed to get clean up in this area. Because it's easy to hold grudges. It's easy to live with unforgiveness. It's easy to live with a sense of bitterness. People hurt you. People upset you, people annoy you, people irritate you, people agitate you. Am I speaking to anybody? And you can hold it in your heart. And it's the one thing that will stop you from getting into the presence of God. Trust me. If, there's, if, if me, and, me and Caroline have had a Barney, it usually is going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen on a Sunday. 
If we love words, I'm telling you, I've got to get it right because it's really difficult to get into worship. And that's just at a lower level. Do you understand? So if we're carrying stuff in our hearts, I understand some of you may have said, I've tried to be reconciled. Well, you've just got to release it. But listen to me, if you haven't tried to be reconciled, then you need to go first reconcile. Try and get it put right. These are the areas that we need to clean up in. Have you got it? That's A. Clean up. But A plus B. Well, what is B? Line up. Line up. I don't know whether you remember at school, I remember you used to have to line up outside your class. We've got a school teacher here. I don't know whether they're still allowed to do those things, Ben. But line up outside the class, okay? You used to line up if you was going to get chosen in a sports team. I used to dread that moment. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you were good at sports, that's brilliant. But for me, I were a bit average. But anyway, line up. But in this point, it's positive. What am I talking about lining up? I'm talking about getting aligned. Can I give you a Bible verse? The Gospel of Matthew in chapter 22 and verse 37. This, this is the greatest alignment verse of all. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. It's aligning the very essence of who you are. Align that up with me. We need to get lined up with God. We need to get lined up to His purposes. But we also need to get aligned one with another. The Bible says in Psalm 133 that God commands blessing where we dwell together in unity. If we're scrapping and punching and falling out, God's not able to come. But as we align our hearts and our attitudes and our spirits, as we defer and prefer, as we honor one another, then God comes amongst us. And there's a togetherness that comes as we align ourselves. The best way I can uh, uh, describe this is I tried to move a chair out of a bedroom. It was a big chair. Eleanor's still got it in a room. We were trying to move it into another room, from a room into that room actually. And it wouldn't go through. So I just thought, no problem, I'll just take the, the what do you call those things? Hinges, yeah, the, the pin. I'll take the pin off. Well, the, the pin, there was paint all around it, but bang, gone steep, brilliant, fantastic. Chair goes in, wonderful, hip, 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 hooray. And then I think, I'll get the, the, the door back on. Oh my goodness. I were banging Lou. I was smacking, I was pushing to try and get this, this thing lined up to get it. I just could not get it because it was unaligned. And no matter how much I pushed and shoved, it would not work. What I needed to do was clean the hinge, clean the pin, get it all lined up. And then guess what? The pin dropped and the door was hung and everything was aligned. And the Lord spoke to me about that. He says, that's often like my church. Unaligned. No matter how much pushing and shoving you try and do, you're not going to get it where you need to get to. It's only as we come together in agreement. It's only as we come together in unison. This is not about agreeing with everything. There's lots of things you're going to disagree with me. You're going to have a different take on it. I get that. We're all from different church backgrounds and lifestyle backgrounds and different cultures but I often say to our team you can disagree 
But don't be disagreeable. I've come across a lot of people in church life doing this gig for 30 years. And they're just disagreeable. And we will not get to C if we don't deal with B. We will not get to a true explosion of life and victory and freedom in Christ if we don't deal with first A, clean up. And secondly, line up. Let me just, before I go to C, just say another thing about B, line up. There's a verse that's really, really got me, and I've mentioned it a few times recently. It's found in Romans in chapter 12, and it says this, As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Let me just make this point again. It usually does depend on you. And I think if we at Arena Church, and we in the Capital C Church, I'm not talking about compromising. I'm talking we can disagree. But we can do that without, without being disagreeable. And we can do it without being ugly. The problem is there's too much ugliness in the church. There's too much disagreeableness in the church. And they have not read Romans 12. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. It's, it's my journey to try and live at peace with everyone. And if we'll do that, we'll get a lining up. Our hearts and our souls joined together. Remember, A plus B equals C. You may say, well, what is C? I honestly believe that we go about things the wrong way. We're trying to get fire without, first of all, cleaning up and lining up. We will not get a move of God until we clean up and line up. We won't see the outbreak in in Nottingham, in Ilkeston, in Mansfield, in Belper, in Toulouse, the Hub, and beyond in the churches until we deal with some of this stuff. Can I just take it more personal? You're not going to see the fulfillment of all that God wants to do in your life if we don't get to the point where we clean ourselves up. We just submit those things before God and we allow His purposes to to measure our lives and we we find a way to, to connect and be in unison one with another then we have the potential of fire coming. You see, clean up, A, plus line up equals C, which is fire up. Are you still with me? So in these last few minutes that I've got with you, let me just talk to you about what fire up means. Fire up is where God does something so amazing in your life. It's like, you, 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 you do, it's, there's an ease to it. I've often prayed, life is not easy, but Lord, may there be an ease to ministry. Times we have to press in. I get that. But if we're always having to do that, you know, there's something not quite right. There's an ease. Let me just say, even tonight, there's an ease with what I'm doing. I have to contend like everybody else. But there's a knees. There's, there's something where when you know you, you're clean and when you know where you, when you're aligned, you can fully anticipate and expect God to just work through you. 
to touch and to minister, to bless and favour and breakthrough comes. And this is what we're really believing in this little worship night that we've got together here in Nottingham. We're believing that there's going to be a sense of, of us together, humbly offering our lives again, offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. When we align ourselves once again with God, His Word and one another, we say, God, may your fire come. I love what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 20, verse 9. God spoke to me on my ordination when I was ordained as a proper minister. Whatever that means, because we're all ministers before God. But this is what the word of the Lord that came to me from an apostolic prophetic guy. He said, I want to pray for this man. And I remember he gave me this word and it's what Jeremiah said. Let me just take it from the second part. He says, "His." this is Jeremiah speaking. He said, his word is in my heart and it's like a fire. It's a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Some people say to me, why do you shout? Why do you get so passionate? Why do you get so so pumped up? Remember Jeremiah 20 verse 9 when you think of me. This is why. It's not for effect. I'm not trying to be a good communicator. Or go quiet and then go loud to keep your attention. I cannot help myself. It's like a word that's in my heart and this word is like a fire. It's shut up in my bones and I am weary of holding it in. In fact, I cannot hold it in any longer. And God, the more we clean up, the more we line up, God pours more and more fire in us. One of the things that we're passionate about in Arena Church, I know some of you are not as demonstrative. You're still getting used to lifting your hands and you're thinking, what's all that about? And then other, th- other people are like, are like trying, to, trying to figure out even singing. And there's lots of things, dynamics that are going on. Let me just say, God is wanting to just burn a fire in our hearts for His Word, for His people, for, for gatherings like this, for the brokenness of our world. He's wanting to pour a fire in us. It's not just about tonight, we're in this moment, but it's about tomorrow, the fire of God touching men and women, boys and girls, your school friends, your university colleagues, your work colleagues, your neighbours, your family members. And God wants to fire us up. It's not me putting a bomb under you. And trying to get you going. It's God doing something. Does this make sense? In our hearts, the fire of God is within us. We're like Jeremiah. We can't help ourselves, can we? just, the fire of God is in us. It burns within it. I cannot help myself. And God is wanted to do something in every one of our hearts. Particularly, can I just finish, in the area of worship. I love the fact that these guys don't just play, they worship. One of the things, I know some people getting used to instruments and the learning, but it's one of the things the guys all know. If I just see people just feel like they're playing, why are they playing? They're not there to play. They're there to worship. We need people who are going to worship. Lead us into worship. I will always have heart over ability every time. Now, I'd like ability. And you may say, oh, this is my moment. I can, I can sing. Well, actually, you can't. I've heard you, okay? I'm joking, all right? The Bible says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. We want people who can do it well. But listen, we're not professionals. We're not after professionals. We want people who genuinely want to worship God and have fire in their hearts. 
And I like to say it this way. It'll come on the thing. Raw worship produces a roar of worship. Raw worship. Raw worship. What is raw worship? Well, sometimes for me, it's in the quiet place of my office or wherever I am. It's kneeling before God. It's the most raw thing I can do. I offer my life again to God. But what I've realized is this, raw worship, which just means it all stripped back. There was a great song, I think it was from Matt Redman, when the music fades. You remember that? And I'm terrible with lines. When the music fades and all is stripped away, I simply come. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Wow, I'm on a roll now. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Sometimes we we want the lights and we want the full band. Sometimes, actually, we just need R-A-W, worship. And this produces the roar of worship. And the roar of worship is where God begins to set our hearts on fire. Our hearts are set on God. I don't know whether you've just been a few more degrees moved to God, perhaps, tonight. Just moved to God. Some of you, God's beginning to light that flame in your heart again. But honestly, what happens is, these environments and what God does in us, they produce a platform for faith. I will say, Steve was here, he was in our Ilkeston campus this morning. I just put it out there, just praying. Steve came to me and said, there's something, just movement in his hand. He's had difficulty with his hand. I spoke to another lady who, who just said she felt God touch her. She hadn't been able to worship. Long COVID was worshiping. God was touching her. That's what we're on about. We're talking about in those environments of R-A-W worship. It produces a roar of worship that produces faith. It builds a platform for faith. It creates an environment for miracles, salvations and change. But we have to remember A plus B equals C. We need to clean up plus lining up. It will produce a firing up. God can do it. God wants to do it. In a moment, the guys are just going to lead us again. I think just towards the conclusion of our evening together. And it may be that in those moments, you just relinquish some more control and submit your heart again. It may be that you raise your hands. It may be that you kneel. Whatever it may be. But it's from the heart. You just give it to him.